You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. This is the broadsword of Nazmal, dude. Hollow Wicked. Now hit my music. Welcome to Hit My Music, the show where we talk about music, wrestling, and the space where those two things meet. I am David Kincannon, or... At least I usually am. Uh, this week, however, you can call me Swinetooth, because I am extremely excited, and I'll be honest, a bit nervous to welcome my guest this week. As you heard at the top, he is Hollow Wicked. His accolades are too numerous to mention, but here are a few. He's a former Chikara Grand Champion, a King of Trios winner, a former Campeonato de Parejas, a former Excellence Pro Champion. As of this recording, he is one half of the Blitzkrieg Pro Tag Team Champions and the first Young Lions Cup Champion. I will say right now, all glory, because Hollow Wicked is here, the broadsword of Nas Maldun himself. Hollow Wicked, thank you so much for being on the show. Good evening, all glory, Nas Maldun, all glory, David, or as I will only refer to you as your baptized name, Swinetooth. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for allowing me to be baptized into the Church of Nas Maldun. It is one of the highest honors of my life. No doubt. <laughs> All right, let's jump right into it. Uh, I don't know much about uh, Sleepy Hollow, the place where you come from. So I don't know what the sort of native music is. Uh, what kind of stuff did you listen to growing up? Or, you know, at, in your younger years, I guess we'll say. Growing up is difficult to define. I okay. don't actually know how old I am. Okay. Uh, I really only remember about the mid-1980s is when I start having memories that I can recall. Okay. All right. Does that help at all? That, that helps a little bit. Um, so what kind of music were you listening to back in the mid-80s? Uh, whatever was uh, being played by teenagers that wandered into the woods mostly uh it's a prince it's a michael jackson okay uh paul abdul that's good stuff that's good stuff i like that where you that's up you... I, I picked myself just sure whatever sure. was going on at the time. sure uh what i mean how did you feel about that stuff did it was it was it a good soundtrack to do whatever you were doing in the woods it was the perfect soundtrack to to do the work we had to do those days. Excellent. Anything, anything fast-paced, upbeat, with a lot of drums. That's okay. what we're about. Excellent. Uh, do you remember when you started making your own musical decisions? That'd be slightly later, maybe early 90s. Okay. Mid-90s. Okay. All right. Uh, do you have a first favorite artist or band that you remember, that you recall? First thing I can recall that I was just obsessed with was Thunder Kiss 65 by White Zombie. Okay. Uh, couldn't, <laughs> wasn't allowed in stores myself, so I had to record it <laughs> off whatever radio I found. I had a tape where I recorded it back to back to back to back and, and just burnt the tape out listening to it over and over again. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, um, so we're, I assume, I assume sometimes these, these teenagers, these, uh, these transients would sometimes, uh, end up like bringing boom boxes into the woods or did, I mean, did you absolutely have, the teenagers, okay. the, the hobos, the rail riders, <laughs> they like to bring their own soundtrack into sure. it, of course. Sure. Um, any, any radio stations that you remember? Uh, what, what were, was there any kind of good reception in Sleepy Hollow? Terrible reception. Okay. It's a largely That's wooded a area, so That's fair. no, they had to have a tape or a CD in there. All right. Um, so, what kind? Of, how were there any associates that you had in Sleepy Hollow that were maybe responsible for your musical tastes evolving or changing as you got older, or as you? There was a young I guess lady, as the years. Uh, pro, let me say, as the years progressed. For sure, there there was 
say young lady, slightly older than me, uh, had a, a pretty big influence on me uh, with what she was listening. She was real good at getting those boom boxes, found the ones that still had the batteries in them, oh. and introduced me to a lot of music. Underrated part about a boombox is those uh, those D batteries. Once they die, they can be used as weapons. Absolutely, you can just hurl them at anyone. Absolutely, or stick a bunch of them in a sock. I had not thought of that. it's a hot shot, right? <laughs> I think it's something like that. Something like that. Um, did were there a lot of musical artists that came anywhere near Sleepy Hollow? If they did, I wasn't aware of them. Okay, all right. So, uh, so concert going not really a big thing. Uh, no, first uh, first concert I went to uh, wandered out of the woods that day down to Philadelphia, and I, I saw Cypress Hill in concert. Oh, wow! Yeah, uh, Cypress Hill. Interesting. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Oh. Okay, yeah. Have you ever seen Cypress Hill in concert? Unfortunately, I have not. I would love to. Be real is a uh, is a, I find to be a fascinating individual. Um, Incredible, and as I said, I'm a big fan of drums. This guy got on the bongos and did a bongo solo that was about fifteen minutes long, and wow. had the crowd just entranced. It was incredible. Wow, that's fascinating. That sounds made up. That, that actually happened. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so that Cypress Hill concert, did that sort of uh, maybe awaken an interest in, in rap or hip-hop? Absolutely. It uh, really uh, opened some doors to me, things okay. I, I hadn't heard before. Okay, excellent. Excellent. Um, do you have any musical talents? Absolutely not. None. Uh, oh, that's a bummer. Tried to explore it myself. If you have any musical ability, you're, you might as well be a wizard to me. I do not understand <laughs> it. I cannot put uh, two notes together. So I'm very easily impressed by people with musical ability. Right. But I, I do understand there are levels to that. And sure. what people are able to put together is just incredible. Sure, sure. Uh, so no singing, no playing any kind of instruments. Absolutely not singing. I have a terrible voice speaking and singing. Uh, I, as I said, big fan of drums. Tried sure. to put them together. Tried to play some drums. Couldn't do it. it uh, I was told it looks like I, uh, it looked like I was sneaking up on the drums trying to play. Them. <laughs> That's I. I feel like I feel like whoever said that was being somewhat unkind. Come on. That's I, not. I couldn't disagree with them. Though. Okay, all right. I, I felt like I was trying to sneak up on the drums. Okay. Um. So as you have been sort of more, um, I guess ingratiated into society. Um, you know, you have been, you've spent, well, I mean, you've spent the last 20 years in and among people at wrestling, at wrestling shows. And, you know, um, you are well known for the arcade of terror on, uh, YouTube and sometimes on independent wrestling.tv when president Jerry allows it. Um, so Jerry, (laughs) what get me started. could turn into a whole different interview i'm sure i'm sure so how how has your musical taste sort of evolved as you've been sort of in this sort of more in the public eye i guess is what i'll say it's hard to say it may have devolved i got into a lot of those early 90s alternative grunge uh rock bands and uh was listening to those started branching out a little bit like like you said got into hip-hop a little bit uh and really just found myself going back to those early 90s bands okay okay that's i mean that's i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with that i mean i think that's probably what happens to most older people i you're you're not wrong um i've i'm as old as the hills so (laughs) i've been actively fighting that sometimes i feel as old as the hills um, I've sort of been actively fighting that this year, trying to listen to as much new music as possible. Um, uh, so I'm trying to think sort of, so you, you sort of made your way into the public eye 2001, 2002. Um, there was a sort of, there was, you know, that was sort of at the tail end of the new metal sort of genre especially as it relates that was a big thing especially as it relates to wrestling did you ever get into any of that kind of stuff 
So I'm very bad at defining genres of music, okay, mostly sure. because I'm so out of touch. But sure. I, I believe you think Deftones. Yes, are they Deftones, classified as new metal? Deftones would definitely okay. be classified as new metal. Okay, huge Deftones fan. Okay. One of the, one of the few acts I've I've seen in concert. Also, awesome. They're great. Uh, Fur is one. Of, Fur was definitely one of my favorite albums of that like late '90s. Period. Incredible album. Great. Incredible. Album. Um. Uh, so I mean, I know, you know, can you give me some examples? Sure, what, we're, what I'm sure would, we're looking at like the the Limp Biscuit, the Corns, um, sort of going into that, um, that sort of mid, I guess that mid two thousands kind of like, um, I mean, I guess I well maybe not that that I guess that's too too late. Um, I'm trying to think. <sighs> well, I'll say Corn had some tracks I okay. like. Not not a huge Limp Biscuit fan. Okay. That's okay. Uh, it's probably going to get me some hate uh, on the current <laughs> talk of Limp Biscuit somehow making a, you know, some sort of revival somehow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's not it's, my sound. I think it's maybe you know the fact that they are a little bit, uh, they're a little bit older, a little bit wiser, and maybe playing mm-hmm. more into that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I think so that's part of it. Um, so I, I, I do want to. I want to talk about hip hop. Because I am a very okay. big fan of late '90s, early 2000s kind of underground and alternative hip hop. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of um, oh I'm of course I'm blanking off the top of my head. Uh, Aesop Rock. Um, oh, Sage, sure. Sa- Sage Francis. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Black Alicious was a big one for me. Um, mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Gift of Gab. Um, that that kind of thing. So did did that sort of uh, era of hip hop was that something you were interested in? Uh, Aesop Rock for sure. That whole uh, Def Jux. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, LP. Jux. Yes. Uh, C Ray's Walls. And I got got heavily into Cannibal Ox. Okay, if you're familiar with them. Yes, Can Ox is great. Can Ox. Okay, I I don't know any other person that knows Can Ox. Uh, I'm a I big fan. A, a, in fact, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in 2021, LP actually had a podcast of his own. No. Okay. So, do you know who? Do you know who Open Mike Eagle is? Yes. Okay. Open Mike Eagle has his own podcast network, and mm-hmm. sort of the flagship show is a podcast called What Had Happened When. And okay. the first season was him sitting down with Prince Paul, who is a huge influence of mine. Um, pr- prolific producer from the '80s and '90s, uh, responsible for most for De La Soul's first two albums. Um, yeah, he respond- shouted out on De La Soul. Yeah, responsible for Stetsasonic, um, all sorts of like that. That really that kind of mid mid '80s to early '90s. Uh, Prince Paul's the guy. The second season was focused on LP, so it's basically Mike sitting down with LP going through his entire catalog and sort of discussing what was happening um, in his life, how those, how kind of those songs came to be, the things that influenced them. Um, if you're a fan of that era of hip hop, it's a must listen. Swine dude, give me the name of that again. It is called what had happened when, or no, what, what, what had, had happened, happened when, what had happened was, food. what had happened was, that's what it is. I'm actually sitting here looking at my Prince Paul open Mike Eagle. What had happened was T-shirt, and the the word was is blocked by my webcam. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely be looking that up. It's great. Uh, um, I'm a I'm a huge hip hop fan, going all the way back to like. Uh, I mean, I think the first hip hop tape taper record I had was uh, "He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper" by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, mm-hmm. and that was uh, yes, absolutely classic. Um, you like fat boys at all? Uh, yeah, I loved the the movie oh. Disorderlies is a is an unheralded yeah. classic, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, the their version of Wipeout, love that. Uh, Prince. Oh, Mark, you can he, eat. That's my that's my track. That's a good one. That's a good one. Love all you can eat. <laughs> they were a blast. They were uh, they're sort of the the comedy wrestling of hip hop. Uh, yeah, I think that's a fair there, there, You know, there's there's this there's this thing, and like you have funny people that do it, and that sort of creates its own subgenre. 
Right. They they so, didn't take themselves seriously, but you knew if they had to, they could go. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um I'm a big Roots fan, a big fan of Most Def, uh Yasin Bey, as he is known these days. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that whole that whole that whole time period. Uh those that like from I mean like hip hop from probably eighty six to like two thousand two is like my jam. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah. We're we're right in that same area then. Nice. So, nice. Uh, tribe Tribe Called Quest. Yes, absolutely. Love Tribe. Okay. Uh, yeah. Midnight Midnight Marauders might be is probably like one and one A with De La Sola's Dead as far as I'm concerned as the two finest hip hop albums of all time. Just there's there's few a few albums that I, I try to explain them to people. I say they're it's a, almost impossible that they were created. They're yes. so good. Absolutely, and that's one of them. Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm. Just it is uh, it is a marvel. It, it's unreal. Like they made a deal with Satan to make that album. There's no other way. There's no way that amount of talent came out on one disc. It just doesn't happen. I, I astronomical. Ag- I absolutely though. agree. the The combination of the way their production hits that um, there's that like trumpet loop in uh, "Stir It Up." that just to me it like just every time i hear it i just want to I, I just want to dance i just want to get on the floor and just or, or bob my head if i'm in the car you know just i better not be at a stoplight because i'll probably get funny looks if startup comes on so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so as we sort of progress into the the mid 2000s um oh here here's another uh, sort of new metal band that i think i think they actually kind of rise above the uh that sort of label um system of a down i'm a big fan of okay i i would consider them regular metal but I, like i said i do not know i mean but they sort of so i think i think sort of the the thing is it's sort of the time that they come out in and the way they used instruments that is sort of what kind of pegs them in that especially on that first album um the detuned guitars the the sort of style of drumming that they have, which has a little more of like a tribal feel to it. Um, I think yes, that sort yeah, of kind of lumps them into new metal. That's why um, I connect with them, that, that sure. tribal drumming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that first album, and I'm blanking on the name. As, uh, I think it's just System of a Down. Just System of a Down. Yeah. I was locked in a car for an entire afternoon with nothing but that disc and <laughs> That is what I listened to for, I think it was about eight hours straight. Wow. I had nowhere to go. I couldn't drive. I can't sure. drive. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and uh, just had to sit in this car and it connected with that album on a level that I, I don't connect with many other albums. No, there you go. Uh, yeah, Sugar. Maybe because uh, it was a captive audience. Songs. No, that's probably Sugar's, yeah. yeah. Sugar's just brilliant. Um, the, the kombucha mushroom people. Sitting around, Sitting around all day. <laughs> you know deal. I do. I do. I'm also a big fan of the of the second album, Toxicity. Toxicity is a great uh, album. Brilliant. Just brilliant work by those guys. Those those Armenian geniuses. So yeah, when when, you're, when I'm talking about anyone with any musical ability is a wizard. These guys are like space <laughs> wizards from another dimension. It yes. doesn't make sense that these, yes. they put some of these albums together. They are Yoda level Jedi. Yeah, that's that's good in comparison. <laughs> um so Les as we kind of go into the the mid 2000s the late 2000s the early 2010s has anything sort of tripped your trigger since then uh let's see uh arcade fire okay I, I mean too which doesn't, doesn't that's really seem like my, my no genre. it doesn't that that would uh that would be sort of on the lower end of the things that i would assume hollow wicked would be into yeah well here it is uh incredible band i don't you know know them at all no i mean i mean i know some of i know a little bit of their music um that was they were kind of in that period where i was kind of retreating into the stuff that i had listened to as a kid so same i was the same way and uh is there, do you remember CZW fans? Yes. The, the message board? Yes. So someone put a music thread up on CZW fans. This is probably 2004 or five, with just a bunch of free music you could download. There was a lot of uh, Arcade Fire on there. Uh, I think it was Neon Bible was the album. And just got into it. So thank you, CZWfans.com <laughs> slash board. 
never forget you. Uh, a lot of people can say they will never forget CZW fans. I don't know how many people thank it. I'm thanking it. Okay. <laughs> if only for that one thread. That Everything is... else is pretty... Uh... It was what it was. Uh, I'll, I'll go no further. Just okay. thanks for that thread. <laughs> All right. Um... So I don't, I know most wrestlers, um, they spend, uh, some time in the gym. I don't know how that works for you particularly. Do you lift weights, run? Yeah, we got, we got the gym right here, right here in the dungeon. Got a little area set up, just whatever we find, whatever equipment we can scavenge ends up here. We got a pretty nice setup. All right. Um, do you listen to music while you, while you work out? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Anything in particular? You have like a playlist or just uh, whatever comes up. Uh, I find is great for okay. a workout. Sure. Just sure. heavy nonsense. <laughs> that is a that's what you're doing that in is, the gym. You're doing some heavy nonsense. That is the best uh, summation of both working out and Guar that I've ever heard. Hey, that's no discount to working out. That's no discount to Guar. No, it's absolutely not. It's just it's heavy nonsense. That's absolutely true. Um, I as you as you also pointed out, you have spent a lot of time in cars. You don't drive, so you are the passenger. I assume in a lot of road trips. Um, hey, listen, I don't want to give people the wrong impression. I do drive on oh, a road trip. Not supposed oh. to, but I do. I'm, okay. I'm pulling my weight. Okay. Uh, what what do you think makes for good road trip music? So my philosophy on music is I want someone going through my device and finding music that they like or playing off their, their device so I can find something new. It is, it is interesting. The uh, divide that I have found in this regard, because I, how, how's it break down? So you're the, you're the second or third person who has gone this route. That as mm-hmm. the driver, you want other people to play their you want other people to play their music to try and find stuff for you that you like or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. There is a definite community, and I'm speaking specifically of Dan Champion right now. Who we all know you're talking about Dan Champion, <laughs> who uh, is very adamant that the driver controls the music. That's authoritarian <laughs> garbage. What a philosophy that is. I'm driving, so I get to put the music. Get out of here. I'm not playing lullabies to put you to sleep. Let me play something. Dan so Champion I... is uh, a guy I've, I've road tripped with. And uh, where'd we go? Maybe Maryland. The whole way down, Bruce Springsteen. Yep, which I, I don't mind Bruce Springsteen. I'm not sure. anti-Bruce Springsteen. We can only take so much Bruce Springsteen unless you're Dan Champion. Sure. Uh, so that was, that was rough, but way on the way home, we negotiated a little bit and we both found we liked sublime. Oh, okay. Particularly that self entitled album, sure. which again, that's another impossible album. How did that thing get made? Yeah. Especially with everything that was going on around that time in, uh, Brad mm-hmm. in Bradley's life. Um, yeah, it's, you know. Um, a little bit of a tragic story, uh, and it's it's amazing the music that that man made in such a short short period of time. Incredible, yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure that contributed to it in some sure. way, which is unfortunate. Yes, that maybe that's the only way that music gets made. Uh, maybe. It's but definitely... yeah, so I, I think there's got to be a give and take on a road trip. Sure. I would agree. No with one you. wants to listen to the same artist for four straight hours, no matter how good they are. <laughs> I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, I'm so, not talk with Dan <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to start any problems here. That's not. That's oh, not the goal of this problems. podcast. Don't oh, okay. worry about it. All right. Um, what do you? What are you listening to now? Just in general, is there anything in specific? Uh, nothing beyond what I've said already. Okay. Uh, a lot of Sonic Youth. Oh, okay. Again, probably, probably doesn't seem like something you know you're going to associate yeah. with Halloween, but that I can, was the I time can see that. that that's what I was listening to at the time. Okay. Back when I was chasing campers through the woods. Mm. Is that is that good chase music? Uh, that's more mellow. That's more after the chase is done. You just want oh, to relax. Okay. okay. You put on some, some Sonic Youth. Okay. What is good chase music? Good chase music. Hmm. 
Maybe more like Soundgarden. Okay. Get some Rusty Cage going. Sure. Maybe some Spoonman. Spoonman, okay, yeah. All right, I like uh, it. You know, Fourth of July. Oh yeah, yeah. Great song. That's a good Fresh one. Fresh tendrils. Okay. Great title. Great song. Black Hole Sun maybe feels like post chase music as well, though. I can't listen to Black Hole Sun. Anymore. Oh, just got played out for you, or just got played out. You got? Okay. Did you have the the box in whatever area you grew? You uh, um, I did. You were listening not. to music. I did not. Okay. Uh, you're aware of the box i am aware of the box i just didn't have access to it yeah, it's yeah uh they played that a lot it just was not uh administered or administrated at all i'm okay. guessing and it would just be played back to back to back like <laughs> not no exaggeration 30 times in a row wow wow so they kind of killed That's that hot. song for yeah me. i bet i bet but Soundgarden's still great all right they are Chris Cornell. Yes, absolutely. Maybe maybe the best singer in the history of the world. Oh wow, you're a big Soundgarden man. Um, I'm a big I'm a big Chris Cornell fan. Um, Chris as Cornell. a okay. as a as a singer myself, he is somebody who, um, I mean, I you know I maybe that's maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration. I mean, he's he's up there for his for his genre for his genre. Sure. I'll say, um, I don't you know I mean I don't know that he's a Jose Carreras. But that's two different things. That's apples and oranges. So okay, so so you're a wizard. You're you're a. Uh, I'm 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 a second level mage, is what I will call myself. Okay, all right. So, um, I don't know. I don't know that I'm quite a wizard level. Oh, I'd have to think about that. Um, but uh, let's let's take a break real quick, and when we come back, we are going to talk about wrestling. And Hollow Wicked's entrance themes and uh, just generally what music and how music and wrestling go together. So we will be right back. I am here with Hollow Wicked. I am your host, Swinetooth, uh, for this episode. And we're going to talk about wrestling and music and sort of how those two, two things go together in this segment. Um, so, Hollow Wicked, how did you first learn about wrestling in Sleepy Hollow? Uh, we got some errant uh, TV dish. I, I don't know the technology. We got ECW oh. on TV for wow. free. Uh, it seemed like it was mostly just a hour-long infomercial, but every once in a while you get a match. Sure, and that's really where I started getting into in wrestling. Okay, all right. Um, what convinced you to seek out the what was like? Was it already the Wrestle Factory at that point? No. Okay. Uh, started at a completely different school uh, in Allentown, Pennsylvania that shortly thereafter went out of business Oh, and uh, was taken, the building was taken over by Jakar. Okay. All right. Um, what made you, what made you lean that way? I mean, why was, was that something that you, you were looking for in your life? Are you talking about wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. Just looking for a way to more legally inflict violence on okay. people and wrestling seemed like a great Avenue for that. That makes perfect sense. Um, so ECW, uh, pretty well renowned for the way they would work music into their shows and um, wrestlers having pretty specific entrance themes. Did you have any favorites? Yeah, I think you're right. The ECW was a master of that. I think that's what really made it stand out. Uh, favorites, yeah, Raven, of course, uh, is an offspring theme. Sure. Incredible. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, Man in the Box. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandman, you can't think of, uh, you can't listen to Enter Sandman without thinking of Sandman. That's true. That's true. And then, yeah, Just Incredible had a great theme. Rhino had a great theme. All right. I'm sure I'm missing a ton of others, but uh, Danny Doring and Roadkill, they had a good theme. I don't even remember what their remember theme what. was, but 
I'll have to go check that out. I have to I'll have to look into that when, once we're done. Here. Propeller heads or tortoise oh, okay. head or tor- tortoise head. I forget which it is. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about like, now? I, I think I do. I think I do. I don't remember. I don't remember which it is, but I would like to listen to a band called Tortoisehead, though. Tortoisehead. <laughs> Sounds cool. I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, do you have a favorite live music performance at a wrestling show? Hmm. Hmm. A live music performance at a wrestling show. Sure. So I'm thinking... Uh, if we're thinking of the, if we're thinking in the Chikara vein, like Stan Bush performing at King of Trios. Oh um, yeah. Uh, or... That was cool. That was cool. Uh, I think I was there tonight. Uh, Nate Webb did his own entrance. Oh, in CZ, I think it was CZW. He might've done it since then, but he played himself to the ring with teenage dirtbag. Uh, interesting. I'm going to have to find that. Uh, I could not tell you when I was obviously in, in the arena in Philadelphia. Don't know when, uh, don't even know if I was on that show. But I was there. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll find it. I'm sure I can find it. I'm Man, have there been that many live musical I mean, performances at so, wrestling shows? I mean, it, it happens every now and again, um, especially like in the WWE space. It seemed like it was a thing that happened okay. on a regular okay. basis, um, especially like in that that kind of early to mid two thousands when you know Motorhead would show up or Limp Biscuit would sure. show up. Um, okay, I, I think I was I was too narrowly focused on things I've witnessed myself. Sure. I think oh, I'll I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, I, was, I was thinking, I was thinking more, more broader than that. Like maybe yeah, something you well, might've seen like tape of or. Well, rage against the machine played the DX theme, didn't they? Uh, I believe that was a rage against the machine cover band. It was a cover band, right? Yes, was, yeah, was, I don't the, know the, what they were called. The Chris, uh, I forget what his last name was. Um, it was the DX band. And the okay. the band was made up of members of a of a Rage Against the Machine cover band, and I cannot remember what they were called. Okay, for a long time I thought that actually was Rage Against the Machine, and I was a Rage Against the Machine fan. I was like, how I, how did I not hear about them doing this? <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, it came out that it was not actually that. It was Chris and his Rage Against the Men. <laughs> That's right. Um... Do you have any thoughts on what makes a good entrance theme for wrestling? Just the beginning. Those first few beats are okay. the most important thing. It's got to be sure. instantly recognizable. As I'm sure everyone's answered the I same. I mean, that, is, that, is exactly. the, that does seem to be the, the general sentiment. Yeah. So if you're trying to pick your theme and it, nothing happens for the first 30 seconds, it's not a good theme. No, that's a bad one. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, they should be able to recognize who's coming out that the first note that hits. Sure. Uh, or I've, I've found that a lot of people really like the sort of sound effect kind of thing, like the breaking glass for Steve Austin oh, yeah. or the, yeah, yeah. the squealing tires for Razor Ramon. Yeah. Same uh, idea, though. You, you yes. hear that, the first thing you hear, I know who that is. Right. Okay. So let's talk about some of your specific entrance themes. Um, we're going to start talking about your solo themes. Um, the first one, and probably, I I feel like you might have used this for the longest of any theme you've ever had. And that is God is God by, I'm assuming it's Leibach, um, which sounds a little like this. This yeah, is sort one. Of, uh, this is sort of the the version 1.0 Hollow Wicked. Um, I you know this is sort of the character that I associate with the green the green jack o' lantern mask, the ripped <laughs> shirt, um, the gobbledygook language, uh, yep. pre pre eye of tear unleashing your actual speaking voice. Okay, you know um, your stuff. I do know my stuff. Um, I pride myself in my research. Uh, and so you used that pretty much from your debut, the first Chikara show, until Young Lions Cup 2009. Yeah, um, that, that's right. That's a that seems like a really long time. That's a, that's like a seven or eight year span of using that song. What is it about that? What is it that you connected with that within that song? So <laughs> this is a song I had not heard 
uh, never heard of Liebot. I think they're like a Eastern European band. Right. Uh, this song was on the Blair Witch soundtrack. Oh, really? So at the time I was teaming with Ichabod Slane, who would later become Icarus. Sure. This guy buys every music, uh, every movie soundtrack to every movie he's ever seen. Okay. One of them being uh, the Blair Witch Project, which we're both huge fans of. And he found this song. Interesting. Uh, why I stuck with it for that long. It just, it, it, like I said, it had no connection with me prior to hearing it when Icarus is like, hey, let's use this for our music. It just grew on me. And it set the tone correctly. It had yes. that, the choir bells and the, the fake Rammstein voice. Mm -hmm. And it just, uh, it, like you said, it, I just became associated with it. And it def I, you know. it's definitely a song that fits. Um, yeah. and it, it was just it, the inertia of, I think okay. I just didn't that want to change sense. it. That, that totally makes sense. Uh, I do want to, I, I am kind of curious. Um, so there was a period of time where after young lions cup, 2009, you changed your theme. Uh, and this is sort of when rat Fink's suicide tanks and cannibal girls comes in, which I'm going to play that now. And that, again, I really like. I really like sort of the. That's a very unique theme. That's white zombie, um, and you used that on, for about a year and a half, from Young Lions Cup two thousand nine to a show that was called Operation Big Freeze, um, some sometime in two thousand eleven, and then you went back to God is God. What inspired What inspired the change to Rat Fink's Suicide Tanks of Cannibal Girls, if I may ask? Do you, if you remember, so I believe we had our, our new black and orange gear. Okay, the same show we debuted that song. Okay, as our entrance. Okay, I uh, you know so, what I I did notice that, and I was curious if that was the reason. Absolutely, we just kind of wanted to freshen things up. I think myself and Frightmare at that time. Uh, and again, that's a song off a movie soundtrack, uh, off Beavis and Butthead to America. Okay, uh, it, it's just a great song. It. No other song sounds like that right, right out of the gate. Right. And then you get a little bit more of a, like a buildup until uh, it really hits. Right. Okay. But yeah, as soon as you hear it, you know who's coming out. Yes, absolutely. But then you went back to God is God. Uh, starting I? Yeah. Starting at a show call. And it's not very long. Um, it was, I, it was in, you, you used it at engulfed in a fever of spite. Boy, these uh, Chikara names. These Chikara show names. Um, and then that's not very long. It's it's. I want to say it's like maybe three or four shows before you officially join the Spectral Envoy and start using the Spectral Envoy theme. So I don't think there's any uh, secret hidden meaning to that. It okay. was most likely we changed sound guys and he still had the old just track. Your, okay. He just played it and I was as surprised as you to hear it. Okay. There you go. Fair These things enough. happen. All right. Um... So in, in Chikara, you would, as, as I said, you would be a part of the Spectral Envoy. And that lasts pretty much from mid-2011 until the sort of what I'll call the awakening at the end of the 2014 season. <clears throat> and so once the 2015 season starts, uh, you and Frightmare have your new look. You have... Um, the new the new identity sort of identity i guess i mean is that is that a good way of saying it yeah that, that's fair okay that sort of that sort of awakened that that sort of part of you that was awakened by the eye of tear um mm -hmm. and sort of by by the transitive property of mental connection uh mental psychic connection awakened in frightmare as well um and you started using a song called never wake up Yes. And that is by, uh, it is something that was put together, it appears, by Josh Jones and uh, I'll call him friend of the show, Ian Vaflor. Um, 
that's that's sort of the the emergence of Nazmal Dune as a force in Chikara. Yes. Um is that is that sort of what that song is meant to represent? Absolutely. Uh that's yeah, you you said it exactly. <laughs> okay. I answered my I answered my question by asking the question. Yeah. Um Okay, so that's I, th- I think that's a really interesting theme because it's I think by its nature it has this something that we've talked about multiple times now it has this sort of tribal sound to it absolutely um, and I it's it's almost like if there were going to be a a sort of ritual of the Church of Nas Maldun I could see this song being like being a central part of that ritual. Yeah, and that was the idea. Uh, you're familiar with Ian. Yes. He, he said he's a friend of the show. So yes. the inspiration I, I gave Ian when I asked him to compose this was, uh, are you familiar with the movie Lords of Salem? Uh, yes. The Rob Zombie movie. Yes. I, I, I'm coming off as a huge Rob Zombie fan. I'm you really are. not that big of a Rob Zombie okay. fan. He's just okay. But <laughs> in this movie, the main character gets his record, and she plays the record, and I don't know if you remember the sound the record makes. It's not quite music. It sounds like a cursed machine starting up. Okay. Yes. It's played throughout the movie. And that's, that's the, the inspiration I wanted uh, Ian to use to compose it. Okay. And I think he nailed it. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, and so you used that sort of, so from the beginning of 2015 until King of Trios, 2019, when, uh, the song that we played at the top of the show, um, which is which is sort of kind of nebulous in terms of what it's called. Um, <laughs> it, we'll play a little bit of it now just so that people are aware of what I'm talking about. Um, this of course being a, a Harley Wooten creation, uh, Harley and, and I believe Kenny Wooten both, um, have a long history of making themes for Chikara wrestlers. Um, this is a really interesting one and it's one that I think has sort of become synonymous with you over the last few years because of the fact that not only is it your entrance theme, but it also has served as the theme for your YouTube show, Arcade of Terror. Yeah, uh, that's kind of how it, uh, it's it's more of a, a theme for for the arcade of terror. Okay, than I, I use it for entrance music anymore. Okay, uh, I think just that that opening bit he exactly nailed what a, the theme I was going for, and it works perfectly for the arcade of terror. Uh, I and I didn't even ask him to write it for that originally because it did not <laughs> exist. Right. Somehow uh, th- these guys are. Are space wizards they're on that space wizard level you could give them anything and they will come up with something incredible that makes sense that makes sense um i i do think it works really well as a as a sort of uh a, a youtube video theme song um i really like those those like that electronic sounding like those high-pitched uh notes in there and yeah they it's... did a great job and uh, and thing as i told you it was based on the the trioxin theme from return of living dead uh, right, and they got that that bass exactly what I wanted for that. Uh, All right, so yeah, getting getting a lot of mileage out of that thing. <laughs> That's always good. That's always good when you when you find something and you can just use it over and over. Um, let's go back a little bit because you are you were not just a part of Chikara. You wrestled all over the independent wrestling landscape, and you would use different songs um, in different places. For example. In 2004, you wrestled in the Ted Petty Invitational for IWA Mid-South, and you came out to this song. Any fan of thrash metal will know that that is, of course, Master of Puppets by Metallica. Um, maybe not quite the association that Metallica has with Sandman in ECW, but um, I really, I really like that as an entrance theme. 
Um, and was there, do you remember if there was anything specific that you, uh, you were going for with using that? So look, great track. Uh, maybe not instantly recognizable unless you're a big Metallica fan. I'm not a huge Metallica fan. Okay. That said, great track. Uh, this is just, this is 2004. Not everybody has flash drives. That's not true. Not everybody has internet connection. This is just what the music guy had. Okay. So again, yeah, not, not a very interesting story. But... No, but that's, I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm finding through this, uh, this journey that I'm taking that this seems to be a thing that happens quite a bit. Um, I mean, especially are, in that are, era. Yeah. These are things we take for granted now. You can just yeah. turn your computer on and get any song you want. Sure. 2004. That's, that's a tall order. <laughs> Um, you went back to IWA Mid-South for, uh, Payback, Pain, and Agony, and you wrestled one Mr. Tyler Black, who, uh, mm-hmm. these days is probably better known as Seth Rollins from the World Wrestling Entertainments. Mm-hmm. Um, and you entered to what I find a really interesting song, especially, um, for the time, it seems like this was a really big thing. That is a battle with honor and humanity by Hote Tomeyasu, um, who I, I think most people will recognize that as being one of the main songs from the Kill Bill series of movies. Um, yeah, uh, no, no shocker there. I think right. every wrestler loved that movie at the time. Yeah. So every wrestler was trying to use that theme. At the time. <laughs> what? A, yeah. Incredible sound. Yes. Uh, great entrance music. I killer pronunciation on on the artist name oh thank so you. i do thank props you. thank you uh but yeah again uh, uh, another entrance theme inspired by a movie i think we're five for five right now <laughs> that's uh, there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that you gotta you, pull it from somewhere that's right movies movies are a big part of life um you know uh, might as well pull some pull some music from there yeah. Uh, so you also spent a little bit of time in CZW. Now, most of your time spent in CZW was wrestling in multi-person matches, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but you did have a few, maybe a couple here and there, singles matches. And you came out to the appropriately titled, of course, Wicked by Ice Cube. So we've talked about your your interest in rap and hip hop, um, but we we earlier we were focused more on that sort of late '90s alternative sort of indie uh, scene. Were you a fan of gangster rap? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. So that that makes some sense. Um, obviously, with with a name like Wicked, it has to be good for a wrestler called Hollow yeah. Wicked. Um, I also think that the production on that song really fits for you. And it kind of, it kind of fits in with some of the other, even, even though it's not the same genre, um, the, the way the music kind of weaves in and out there, I think it has something in common with some of your other themes. For sure. It's got, it's got the tribal-esque drums. Sure. And I don't know what that instrument's called. Maybe, you know, you know more about music, that thing that just goes, um, what the hell is that? It's, I think it it's probably a sample of something. It could be a sped up guitar sample. It could okay. be a, a sort of like distorted theremin sound. Ah, uh, oh man. Um, I should get a theremin a... <laughs> Does anyone have one? I I don't know. I'm going to get the Wootens on the phone. There you go. They there probably have go. a theremin. I, I would imagine I need to get a theremin. Yeah, you know a guy? You know a theremin guy? I don't I don't have a theremin guy. I'm gonna have to find one. I should have a theremin guy. What am I doing? <laughs> um, so let's go back and talk. Uh I, I what I found in doing this is that a lot of times when wrestlers are first getting started in the business, uh, they get put in a lot of 
multi-man sort of scrambles or tag team matches. Um, and especially sort of outside of Chikara, this sort of seemed to have um, been something that you were part of in the early part of your career, um, especially in CZW. You would team with people like the Wild Cards and Jigsaw, um, and you would use songs as themes that were kind of more known with those people. So I'm curious, I'm going to play some of these, and I want to see if you have any thoughts on these songs and what you think of them looking back. So the first one we're going to listen to is Jack of Speed by Steely Dan. So that was a song that I believe Blackjack Marciano would come out to as as sort of his singles theme. And it sort of got used when he and Eddie Kingston would team up as the wild cards, which I don't see Eddie Kingston as a Steely Dan fan. I don't know him that I don't know him at all. So uh, I, I don't want to speak for him. Um. Do you have any thoughts on Steely Dan as a as a theme song being used by the trio of Hollow Wicked, Eddie Kingston, and Blackjack Marciano? Listen, I'll go right ahead and speak for him. Uh, that was the Wild Cards theme. That was not chosen by them. And nobody okay. hated it more than Eddie Kingston. I'm, okay. That is kind of what I figured. <laughs> uh, if my memory serves me, he was not happy about having that song for what seemed like years. That said fit their character perfectly no, no one wants to hear that song <laughs> you, i i'm sure there's settings where that that song is appropriate at sure. a wrestling a high energy wrestling show you want to hear jack of speed no definitely not but um, here come these two I, jerks dressed in white and you instantly hate them just because they're making you listen to this song the only person i can think of that might have successfully come out to jack of speed was ashley remington did he come out to Jack no, of Speed? No, he didn't. Oh, oh, he could have. He had he had his own smooth sailing theme song. Yes. I'm yes. what I'm saying is if he had been around in the era when Chikara was using uh these quote unquote licensed songs. Listen, um <laughs> Ashley Remington could come out to someone scraping their nails against a chalkboard and people are still gonna love him That's because he's true. Ashley Remington. That's very true. He was smooth. He was smooth. Very smooth. Um, okay, so next we have this Britney Spears classic. Baby, can't you see? I'm Which actually makes more sense as a as a Hollow Wicked theme. Um, but you actually used that in a in a an eight man tag team match where you were teaming with the wild cards and jigsaw did that song yeah, that, have uh, did that have song have association with jigsaw at the time I, I think jigsaw just liked the song oh okay all right this is another one that was just kind of foisted on me uh the the wild cards and jigsaw uh, were collectively known as the new york guys because okay. they all came from new york when they started they loved this song Okay. And it's a great song. Yeah. No, sure. Not saying that, but they love this song and they wanted to use it for their entrance. And who am I to say no? <laughs> that is absolutely fair. Um, I, I, like I said, I think that, I think that has an intro, especially the intro. Like once, once Britney starts mm-hmm. seeing, it's not, you know, I don't know that it necessarily works for you, but like that intro, mm-hmm. I think yeah. is really interesting and has, has again, something in common. It has that same sort of sound as the, as the production for uh, Wicked. Just some sort of weird, scratchy sound you can't right. identify. Right. Yeah. Um, and the last theme song we're going to talk about is one of the ones that I think is maybe the most special. Um, there was a period of time where you and Larry Sweeney, uh, of all people, teamed up. Uh, and mm-hmm. you came up to you came out to the song that is most associated with him and that is more 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 by the andrea true connection i 
That is a uh, a disco classic. Um, and I just I want to give you a an opportunity here to just share any memories that you have of Larry Sweeney, um, who is I know a beloved figure in independent wrestling, um, especially by the people who knew him from Chikara. So uh, whatever you want to say about Larry Sweeney, the mic is yours. Let me let me just start off talking about that song, uh, a song I sure. never heard in my life up to that point. <laughs> I don't remember if it was his idea or Quack's idea, uh, but w- what a perfect song for that character. Yes. Absolutely nailed it. You, you can hear that song, you know what that character is about. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect theme song. Uh, I think a lot of the time I spent with Larry Sweeney was uh, there was a promotion in the mid, mid-state. Uh, that's the middle of Pennsylvania uh, called PWE uh, ran by a guy named Johnny Graham. And we teamed together. We'd wrestle against each other and they loved him there so much that, you know, they always, they'd put the title on him. They'd have a main event every show. And, you know, with good calls, he was instantly over. PWE is a place that, uh, you know, we'd be sent to kind of like get a little bit of seasoning where there weren't shows that were in front of huge crowds or they weren't taped. I don't believe they weren't released anywhere. So you kind of get your, your footing. Uh, but he didn't need that. He went out there first show he was on instantly over with everybody. Uh, so that I, I just, every time I hear that song, I just picture it, you know, the, the match is over and he's out there in the ring for two, three, four minutes, just gloating. These people are going insane trying to kill him. Uh, I just hear that that song. Like eventually, the lyrics go away. It's just that I don't know. It's like a wood block or something yeah. or a cowbell, and I just I can clear as day. Picture that just listening to that sound and watching him from from the backstage, just you know, in the corner with his arms up, he's making the <laughs> I'm the champion belt motion. And it's a very fond memory. Uh, like I said, that song I'd never heard it before. Uh, not a, not, di- not a lot of played disco on the radio, and, uh, yeah. right? Not a lot of disco. No one's playing it in modern times, but yeah, just I don't think it was played anywhere in, in modern <laughs> times. Maybe, maybe in its day, but that's a song that you'll be on a road trip at three in the morning, pull up to a gas station, and that song's playing mm-hmm. at the gas station. I just heard it at a Seven Eleven like three days ago. Yeah, just random places. Yeah. And I always think, you know, that's that's a sign from from Sweeney. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's a song that means a lot to all of us. Excellent. All of us can do them. All right. Uh, so I think that's all we have. Uh, thank you, Hollow Wicked, so much for being on the show. This has been an absolute blast. Oh, you know what? There is there is one more question that what I that I usually throw out at the end of the episode. Okay. Um, I call it the Tony Khan proposition. Okay. And I don't know if this will mean anything to you, but if if you were to be approached by a wrestling promotion and they told you that money and rights were no object that will whatever song you want to make your entrance to will will get it done is there a song that would fit that bill does it have to be a song i don't currently use no that no right. you absolutely can use whatever yeah i think uh, rat thinks suicide girls and cannibal okay. tanks is and that nails exactly what my character is. Okay. I, I don't think I'd change that. That makes perfect sense. All right. Um, thank you again so much for being on the show. Uh, why don't you tell my listeners where they can find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at go, the number two, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, that's my only social media. So if you see anything else, it's not me. It's fake. Uh, anyone check me out on YouTube. Uh, youtube.com slash arcade of terror that's uh probably where you'll get the most content from me uh yeah uh are you still subscribe to it are you still doing the uh the wrestling moves from horror movies grappling with demons yes Yes, that's part of the arcade of terror right i'm gonna probably be adding some more series like that as time goes just one just came out today which is irrelevant because this is not coming out today (laughs) but they're gonna keep coming out Excellent. They're going to come out, uh, try to do them once a week. Can't okay. always watch enough movies to find enough moves to do sure. one a week. Uh, I've seen a lot of trash movies that don't have wrestling moves. Those are trash movies. Absolutely. They all got to have wrestling moves. All of them. 
Every, every, like even the Avengers has wrestling moves in it. So yeah, come on. Come on. Too bad they're not horror movies. I just right. use all those. I'll get them reclassified. There you go. But that's the best way to support me. Yes. Just subscribe there. Try to grow that channel. Excellent. Uh, thank you again for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. So I do. Thank you for having me. And of course, all glory, Nazmal Dude. All glory, Nazmal Dude. Hit My Music is a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a variety of podcasts at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, including add-ons with wrestling, we need wrestling, long box heroes, and more. You can follow the show at Hit My Music Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show at hitmymusicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash jinglemeister. The theme song for Hit My Music is Contract Killer by me, the Jinglemeister. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.